Hi there. My name is Gordy, and I am a business networker in Tucson, Arizona. I've been in sales for over 30 years, and several years ago, I discovered the practice of networking here in Tucson. While attending networking events, I discovered a whole new way of selling, selling through making connections. Also while on this journey, I came across some big personalities and people that have mastered the magic of networking. So, I developed this podcast to talk about tips and tricks, what works and what doesn't work in networking with some of Tucson's stars of networking. All right, welcome back, everyone. We've got episode nine today of Tucson Stars of Networking. We have a special guest with us today. He needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway because he paid me to. Uh, Sean has been in uh, Sean Sean Scott. Uh, Sean has been in sales and networking for about 18 years in one way or another. His career is mostly centered around finance and education, mm-hmm. uh, at least for the last 20 years. Uh, currently, Sean is a partner account manager for Human Interest. They're a low cost and high rate 401 company. Uh, at home, Sean is a single father of two boys. One is a freshman attending the University of Arizona. The other is a junior at Mountain View High School. Also, Sean is the new voice of the Arizona Wildcats hockey team, hence the jersey. So I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you wore that and you brought that in today because that was so cool. Awesome. Great. And, and another thing, I've heard that uh, you're so rich that your accountant has an accountant. <laughs> My account, yeah. Um, well, I mean, what accountant doesn't have an accountant if they don't believe what they sell or what they do anyways, right? But uh, I appreciate that. And don't let uh, any of the listeners or viewers of the podcast uh, sway their decision to not work with me because of okay. my accountant having an accountant. All right. So anyway, welcome, Sean. Uh, did I miss anything? Anything else you want to bring out? You've been in Tucson for how long? Uh, wow, since 1995. Okay. I went to the U of A and I stayed... You know, started a family out here. When I graduated from U of A, I was in radio for a long time. So this this whole thing is is a real flashback for me to the late '90s, early 2000s when I was working in radio. So this is kind of cool. Fantastic, great to have you. Uh, so we're gonna t- here talking about networking. What uh, what got you into networking? I know you and I go way back. Right. We've been net- networking for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I have. You you longer than that. So what got you into the networking world? So. It started back, and I know you, we kind of preface this whole thing where I spent a lot of the time in financial and, and education, but I was a home appraiser going okay. back almost 20 years. And back then, it, you weren't on just some list, and you know, which is what it is like now, and they just kind of pick someone off a list, and that's it. You had to actually go interact with lenders and realtors and earn business. So I had to join networking groups back starting back in 2005. Okay. And really sort of, you know, sing for your supper, right? So I had to, you know, do you have someone, do you like them? And they do. And I said, well, you know, what happens if they break their arm and they can't do something? Who do you have as a backup? And they said, oh, that's a good point. And then I would go break their arm. And it's <laughs> <laughs> um, one way to get. But yeah, I know sometimes, you, you know, when you got young kids, you know, what are you going to do? So. Um, that's really where it started. And then I became a financial advisor uh, a few years later. And that's where really you kind of had to, you know, really put in the time and put in the hours and make sure that you were known in town as someone who could be trusted in the financial world. To build those relationships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what groups were around back back then, 2000, 2005? 
So I was with the Marana Chamber. I'm still with them okay. now. So I was at the Marana Chamber, Tucson Metro Chamber. There were, uh, you know, B&I has been around for a long time. Um, but I will say I would just go on. Now, granted, this is sort of like early internet days, right? When it was just, you know, when you're getting high speed-ish internet, and which you would know something about. Right. Um, I was logging. And, Always high speed. Right. <laughs> and no downtime. Shameless plug there. I know. Um and you know you would just have to find you have to find things. You know, there was no social media back then. I mean, this is we're talking MySpace. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to go on and try and find different ways. So mostly it was chambers of commerce and finding out meetings that I could be going to, and just trying to find you know different um, lunch clubs were a thing back then more than they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have all the amazing networking opportunities that you have now. There's so I mean you could you could fill up your entire week right now. Yes, you could. There's plenty in Tucson, yeah. Uh, uh, charity golf tournaments. <laughs> that brings us back. Uh, uh, that brings us back, yeah. So I I can't even tell you what the cause was for that charity golf tournament back at Randolph. This is, I mean, it has to be 2013, so 10 years yeah, ago. About 10 years ago, Sean and I were in a, were in a, uh, we're actually in the same foursome at a char- mm-hmm. charity golf tournament. Yeah, with uh, with Bob Nenny and yep. Jim Harris. Okay. Jay Martin Harris Photography. Shameless plug there. He's he's a fantastic food photographer, and he did when I had a restaurant way back in the day. He he'd hook it up. So, but uh, oh, that was a fun charity golf tournament, and there is video out there which we can effort later. Well, I can I can I was an eyewitness to uh, Sean's uh, Happy Gilmore three hundred yard shot. It was insane. I think it was on the tenth hole, so we just come off the turn, and so it was in front of everyone. So there was never more pressure than. Than what we had at that time, and someone's like, someone needs to Happy Gilmore this, and of course I will fall on that sword every single time, and just striped it down the fairway, three hundred yards, and was everyone beautiful. was blown away. <laughs> it was the best shot I hit all day. I mean, I probably you know shot a ninety-five for the day. It was not a great, not a great day of golf for a good cause, whatever it was, right? right? right. But but um, but that was fun. Yeah, you'd say those are a good good networking opportunity. They are um, in two different ways, right? Because number one, you're going to be either with a foursome of people that you want to be with and you want to network with, mm-hmm. or you could have a table at one of those events. Yeah. Uh, whole, sp- whole sponsor. Yeah, so I was a whole sponsor for the Ed Stolmaker um, Miranda Golf Tournament. So, so was Logan. Yeah, and, and that's just a great opportunity. Um, sometimes I'll put like a little prize wheel and a whole bunch of swag out there that we can you know give away and... It, you know, it's it's a fun opportunity. Plus, you get to meet everyone when, when you sponsor yes. a table. You see every single player that comes through, and it's a great a great opportunity to, to answer more questions. Yeah, I think the trick to that was uh, if you if you do happen to uh, sponsor, do a whole sponsor at a golf tournament, it's a good thing to do. I was just uh, biting my lip the whole time. I really <laughs> wanted to play, but uh, that, that, well, this is we're going to take one for the business here, and uh, yeah, we uh, you met every single player that comes through, and the key was to to just to get them aside to talk, have a little game. Like you said, a spinning mm-hmm. wheel. We had a little putting green uh, with some prizes to give away. It was, it was really, uh, we got some great leads out of it and that we're still working now. So it yeah. was, it was, it was a, it was a great event for us. Yeah. And that's three months ago, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you still get a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of bang for your buck. And you know what? I think the whole sponsorships are great because it's usually a low cost opportunity. You're not the platinum sponsor. You're not spending yeah. 10 grand just to be on all the advertisement, which I think is fine. Um, especially if you have the budget for it, but you don't get a chance to talk to everyone. I mean, you'll get more seats at the table at the, at the banquet and everything like that. But the whole sponsor gives you so much access. 
Yes. Which is why I love it because you just you get to talk to every single person that comes through, and they're usually decision makers because right. they're the ones paying for the chance to golf, so they're out there. Yeah, and, you know, and and uh, sometimes there's a lot of um, you know social media and TikTok out there with people that are trying to interrupt people's backswings and everything like that, and you get a chance to joke around. And you know, I can always ask permission if I can make fun of their you know their backswing and you know try and back them off the ball a little bit like that. So that's always fine. I'm. I'm an amateur stand-up comic. Um, I've done it at laughs quite a few times, so nice. I just enjoy it. And so sometimes those those opportunities give me a chance to sort of show my personality more. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You got to let me know next time you're at laughs. Um, speaking of uh, speaking in front of people, mm-hmm. um, I noticed you did a presentation once, and it was a great presentation, by the way, at Miranda Chamber not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you? Is it something? Is it worth it to be a sponsor speaker, a featured speaker? Do you get any business out of that? Is it? Is it? Is the time and and possibly money if you had to pay a little extra for that opportunity? Is it, it the sponsorship? Is is it worth it? Uh, I I will say specifically for that opportunity, the hundred and fifty dollars that that it cost was well worth it. Okay. Because, I mean, you're you're going to be there. It's thirty dollars anyways to go to that breakfast, right? And so, right. to be able to have the opportunity to um speak for five seven minutes nine minutes whatever it is is fantastic uh i will say i wish um i learned something new in networking every single time i go and i spent so much time crafting a presentation when i shouldn't have been so formal about it um i always try and be a little interactive and and fun so in that situation, I was talking to Dr. Monica because she offers a 401k to her employees, and I asked her why. And then I was just going to joke around and say, now, who doesn't offer a 401k? And I expected a whole bunch of hands to go up, and I could make a joke out of it. Only one person put their hand up, <laughs> and I felt terrible because she was a new member that day. Oh, no. And so I felt awful. I had to make a joke out of it because if not, I'm just going to be you know like a deer in headlights Fantastic opportunity gives you a, a great a great chance to showcase yourself along with the company, yeah. and it's really more about how you take advantage of the time that you're given because 150 dollars it's very little to spend on that kind of opportunity. Um, there have been some that are extremely dry, and you walk away not knowing what they do. And I think it's really important, at least at a bare minimum level, that the person walks away knowing who you are a little bit about your personality and what you do. And and then more importantly, maybe the ideal person that you're looking to talk to. Okay. Like for me, I, I don't sell the 401ks, right? So I'm a partner account manager. So my job is to make friends with payroll people, financial advisors, benefit brokers, bankers, CPAs, you know, all those different personas. And I add something to their business. So I, I add stickiness to their business. Now, if some business owner walks up and says, I'd love to talk about 401k, I'm not going to turn them away. Right. But my position is very unique, and I just get to go out there and be the sort of the business development arm here in Tucson. Okay. Do you have a quota, so to speak, or do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I do. It's anywhere, you know, depending. Right now is a really busy season for benefits, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, 401k being one of those benefits. So right now I have a fairly high quota, 40 to 45 conversations per month that I send okay. to my team. Okay. Um, doing okay this month, but for people that are watching, you know, if you want to have a conversation, we'll definitely have my contact info. There is a quota and also a revenue quota. You know, most sales jobs will have that. 
Well, any good one, right? Because you want to make sure that you're tracking what you do and, sure. and you're doing it properly. Um, so yeah, mine is 40 to 45 conversations that I send to my team per month. And then they do expect about seven or eight uh, of those conversations to lead to closed deals. Okay. So um, they do have a revenue solid, target. Solid numbers. Yeah, they have a revenue target, but if you get seven or eight sales, they don't really care about the revenue target because it usually will end up. One will end up hitting the other. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's great information. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. What's going on? Ugh, my computer is not loading. Uh, well, you should check out login. Login to what? Not login. Do you do you know what login is? No. Are you serious? Should I? Well, loginbusiness.com, they do voice over IP, ultra fast business networking, hmm. data and cloud, and so much more. Oh. How have you never heard of this? I don't know. Oh, my. <laughs> All right, we are back with Sean Scott. Uh, a little known fact about Sean Scott, he has never read an instruction manual ever in his life. So true. So true. And I wish I could say that about most of the, the men in my life that we don't read instruction manuals, but it's becoming <laughs> increasingly more popular amongst my, uh, my kids' age to actually read the manuals. But what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. So a little, we're going to get a little serious now. Um, big question for you. What do you get out of networking? I, I will say, uh, for me, it benefits business, right? And you, and you kind of have to do that. You have to put in the time. And, and But what I love doing in networking, I love building genuine rapport with people. Okay. So I know that I'm not only interacting on a business sense, but I'm also making friends. So that's, I mean, that's what I do. You know, that's, that's what I love about this is that, you know, I know that uh, if something comes up, you know, and, and, um, you know, I can. I'm not going to snap my fingers. You know, for the benefit uh, of everyone here in the room, but, but I, I know that there's um, the benefit that I get out of it is just knowing someone in every single industry that I can easily refer to for something. And I think that's it's such a great part of you know of networking. Yeah, that is a, that is a great benefit too. Yeah. Uh, now, what does networking get out of you? <laughs> does networking get out of me? Um, I I love what networking gets out of me is. I think one of the most important things you can do in networking is is show your personality. Okay. I think everyone in their in their elevator pitches and, and their thirty seconds or a minute, whatever they have, they're so busy to just throw out word vomit, right? Yeah. About what they do and how great they are and how great their company is and everything like that. That that I wanna know about you because if I'm gonna have to deal with you personally in this business, I need to trust you. I need to trust your business. Okay. And I need to make that rational decision based on what I know about it, you know, but it's also an emotional decision. So I want people to know that, you know, I, I you know, like for example, you're wearing a, a U of A hockey jersey, but I, you know about that because in my elevator pitch, I said, I'm the 401k guy, mm -hmm. but here's what I'm excited to tell you about. I'm the new announcer for the Arizona Wildcat hockey team. So the personality, that's what networking gets out of me, is that I'm able to connect with people um, on a more personal level through networking. Okay. Fantastic. Good info. Uh, how would – now, you, with you being an amateur stand-up comedian, do you ever have networking anxiety or, you know, 
or awkwardness? Every time. Every time? Okay. Every Talk to time. Me about that. I go in and I'm usually very prepared with what I'm going to say. Um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, mm-hmm. that whole thing, right? <laughs> I go in really prepared with what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to talk. I have 30 seconds. Uh, I don't script it most of the time, but I get anxiety every time because I'm second-guessing myself. Is this really good? Am I showcasing who I am and the company? Am I putting us in the best light? And I'd say seven times out of ten, I'll rewrite it on the spot. I did the same thing. Oh, okay, you. I'm, I'm sure you read this one. It was a Miranda Chamber breakfast. It was not... When I was perform or performing, wow. Okay, not when I was presenting. Not when I was presenting um, for the sponsorship. It must have been the month afterwards, and my job was. Uh, everyone kept talking about their uh, Reader's Choice mm-hmm. Award, yes. yes. And so I, instead of saying, you know, whatever, hi, I'm Sean with Human Interest, and you know, this is what I'm looking for. I just stood up and I said. Hi, I'm Sean Scott. Um, I just want to let everyone know that myself and Jason Flax won the Reader's Choice Award for the sexiest uh, bearded uh, benefit coordinators in Tucson. And it just, you know, it was just light and it was fun and and it killed. Right. And so that's but that's like what I love about doing that is because I could just, you know, I but it was anxiety. Yeah beforehand because I'm sitting there and I'm just typing it on, on the note program on my phone to make mm-hmm. sure I get all the information here right and I say it properly because I'm going to trip over myself if I don't and right and now I get to trip over my words you know once a week when I announce hockey games so it's pretty pretty <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen I think creative people are naturally like that though it's it, it ends up just coming out of nowhere and mm-hmm. it ends up being great material that's great so uh what would you say uh, to someone going into networking, maybe for the first time, or even an experienced networker? What are some tips that you would give? That's a good. It's a good question. I um. So there's a gentleman who networks. Um, his name's Travis. He's part of an IT company. Haven't seen him at a few meetings lately. I don't know. Travis Manson. Travis Manson. Horizon. Horizon. And um, yeah, so he reached out to me because he saw me as someone who does pretty well in the networking sense. So. What I usually tell people is be prepared. If you're not used to it and you're going to be super nervous, there's no shame in writing it out. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. That's the first thing because if you stand up there and you just start stumbling, it doesn't, you know, people are just either going to tune out, they're going to look at their phone, mm-hmm. um, they don't see you as an expert in your field. So I would say be prepared is the first thing. Show your personality, which I talked about before. Um, I think the biggest tip is give people a glimpse of who you are Um, because, you know, Jeff Saunders is a great example, right? So, I mean, he, you know, Lady Baba, he brought that over from his mattress, you know, companies and everything. But he talks about, you know, sponsorship for his El Toro and he talks about nonprofits and what he's passionate about. And, you know, as such, I want to do business with him because I know who he is as a person. I know he's contributing to Tucson. I know he's doing all that. And it just makes it so much easier for me to want to work with him. That's that's great. Yeah, that's something I'm I'm actually taking from this is, I think I need to work on my with my uh, thirty second or one minute that you have to really say something about myself as opposed to just just blasting out their information about our company, and uh, it could be. And in fact, I was at a networking uh, event once where one of the questions you know they asked you, okay, say something about your company, and then tell us something that nobody else knows about you. Mm-hmm. And that actually sparked more conversation afterwards than any other thing I've ever seen because 
oh yeah, I have two dogs, one of them's deaf. And, you know, and the next thing I know, I'm talking to other people that mm -hmm. may have had a deaf, you know, and you just build relationships. So it's, it's a great, that's, that's a great tip. That's something I'm definitely going to take from this to be yourself, let people know about you, not necessarily, not necessarily your company. Well, you know, I mean, there's that saying, right? People don't care what you know until they know that you care. Right. So I think that a lot of people, they can they can relate to a deaf dog. They can relate to I'm a bicyclist. They can relate to certain things. They're a sports fan, and that's why I talk about these kind of things. So right. it just it makes you so relatable. And um, we were at an event at the Sands Club last week. Mm -hmm. It was the Wednesday networking yeah. event on last you know. Week. And I think it was great that Don had asked people to not only talk about who your good referral is, which is always which is always good because it's always you know nice to tell people how to refer you business, right? Sure. But it was nice to give a testimonial or give kudos to something you know that you that you want to give thanks for, especially this time of the year. And I was able um, local payroll company Audrey and Joey with Journey mm -hmm. Payroll. They, you know, Audrey's always there. She's always, you know, really out there in the community trying to help out. And they had done a customer appreciation event with me in there to try and bring business just, just to do something nice for them and to really hook me up. And it was fantastic revenue wise and lead wise. And they got to look really nice in front of their customers. And so I just used my entire like 30 out of my 45 seconds to talk about what they did for me and, and how they're great friends. And so it yeah. just, you know, it's just something different other yeah. than the, Hey, this is what we do. And you know, there's one person that gets up there and says the same exact thing every yeah. time. And, and it's like, all right, well, I know what he's going to do. So sometimes you just stop paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it memorable too. Is when you yeah. Do too. Yeah. Now uh, real quick, what do we, how about fails? What kind of, what would you recommend not to do? And we kind of discussed some of that, yeah. but is there a couple of things that stand out that, man, I, this is something you should not do when you're in a networking event or even in networking in Tucson. Well, um, similar to being in a studio on a microphone, don't swear. Okay. Uh, it may not resonate with some people. Uh, you know, you, you, it's a great tip. Absolutely. Well, the thing you is, you want to be professional. You want to be professional. Um, I would say don't. Um, people do it all the time, but try and manage your time. So don't over don't overstay your welcome. Okay. Right. So um, we all know there's a few people that will just keep talking and keep talking, keep and and I think don't um, when you don't value other people's time, it just puts a negative light on that. So I would say respect the time frame that you have to talk. Don't swear. Um, I, I think probably the two biggest things, but I, I would say call your shots. Right, you know, know your audience and and don't say something that's sort of not appropriate for the setting that right. you're in. You never know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, uh, so what? Uh, one final question here is: what uh, what groups do you attend? What what events do you attend? Ooh. What part, groups are you part of? Yeah, how no. long do we have? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we mentioned so there's two chambers of commerce that I'm regularly attending: Oral Valley and Marana. There's um, there's an event tonight, the fourth Tuesday mixer on the third Wednesday because it's November and we're near Thanksgiving. Yes, that's tonight at Vero Amore. Um, so both of those chambers, I will also do the Sands Club. I will do, uh, the group, okay. which is the second and fourth Mondays at the L offices. That's Jeff's group. He's, okay. although he's looking I've yet for, to attend that one. yeah. And it's, you know, I was there this Monday, mm -hmm. 
was not well attended, but also he's not really promoting it. I think Frank Lundin started it, and then Jeff, he and Jeff really kind of started it, and now Jeff's looking for someone else to take it over. Gotcha. Okay. Who can run their social media promotion to get more people there? So there's only about seven or eight people. Okay. Um, normally, it's good for 20 to 30. Okay. Um, Do some business networking? Yes. Thank you, because I was going to say that's tomorrow. That's the big one. Yeah. That's the big one. Third, that's tomorrow. Third, third Thursday. There's usually a mixer that's fantastic. Yeah. Tomorrow's is at the Eddie a lot Hotel. Of decision makers there. Yeah. It's it's spectacular. Yeah. yeah it's good centrally located this time, yeah. but they bounce around town, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um. Yeah. That. I mean, that's really the big one. And then you know, there's there's a few B and Is that I'll I'll guest at okay. a few times. Um. Specifically for my line of work, it the you know, it doesn't really benefit me. Other businesses, it, it crushes, right? Sure. For mine, not as much. Right. Um, you, need, you need multiple different conversations and contacts, so you need to be right. out and about. Yeah. Right. I mean, for me, you know, for, to get 40 to 45 leads every single month, I need to have 100 partners out there. Right. So that way, if they're not referring one or two or three a month, I can yeah. rely on half of them to be doing something like that. So right now, I have about 80 referral partners. Okay. Some are more consistent than others. I think those those are the major ones. Sometimes I will go to the LGBTQ chamber, okay, um, which is great, super fun events. Um, I go to the BBB, the Better Business Bureau yes. mixers. Those are That's always a, a good time. Great, 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 great group. Quality. They usually get yeah. a minimum of hundred people at every single one of those mixers, which mm-hmm. I near I know is near the end of the month um, on a monthly basis. So those are really the ones I hit with consistency. Okay. So now, uh, where can people find you? Where want, can people if, if find they want me? to? Uh, be one of those conversations yeah um normally i refer people to the website but you know if you go ahead and request a sales call they're going to put you in touch with someone that's not me so let's not do that um so sean.scott at humaninterest.com is my email my name is spelled with the s-e-a-n as opposed to any of the other several ways to spell sean okay i saw there was an s-h-o-n the other day i don't know where that came from kind (laughs) of came out of nowhere and scared me a little bit (laughs) Um, there was an old hockey player named Sean Podine, and that was S-J-O-N, obviously wow. Swedish. Yeah. Um, yeah, so humaninterest.com. Uh, what's the policy on phone numbers? Is that a thing we out. can do? Yeah, give it out, please. Um, you know, feel free to uh, hit me up on my cell phone, 520-471-1859. One more time. 520-471-1859. Um, they can find me all over social media, Sean Scott, like I said, S-E-A-N-S-C-O-T-T, super short name to spell, very easy. I do want to say one other thing. Um, 80% of people call me Scott, not because I want them to, okay. but because I have two first names, and I'm going to get it even more complicated. I have three first names. My middle name is Hunter. Okay. If you hit any of those three, I will probably turn my head and answer. Okay. So <laughs> you hit any of those, you're going to be fine. Um, I don't care what you call me. Just call me. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks for coming in. And uh, everybody, stay connected out there. Perfect. Gordy, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. No problem. Thank you. Tucson Stars of Networking is presented by Login Business Internet, where service matters. Login specializes in business internet, voice over IP business phone systems, data services such as cloud and co-location, as well as video surveillance. When service matters, call Login or go to www.loginbusiness.com.